Hey everybody, welcome to Camel City Chat. I'm John McPherson and I am here with former next door locker neighbor of Bishop McGinnis, John McBride. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing I appreciate good. you doing this. Yes. I'm so, excited. You know, I'm excited. Bo Gray's been on. Catherine White's been on several. Uh, oh, so I got bumped all this time? Yeah, no. Okay. No, right. it's, it's, it's getting you, it's getting you, you know, like I have to take my ADD medicine and you, you can't drink soda that day. Okay. Um, but no, John is a friend. We've been friends for years. Um, and I think you'd even admit that as, uh, yes. that's on public though. So be careful. Um, but no, we, we've, we've done crazy stuff together. So, um, the, uh, I'm just happy to have him on because what, what we're going to talk about today is, is something a lot of people don't even know is in Winston, um, but you do a lot of work for a lot of companies and, um, it, you know, it's, it's just so awesome that you're here and so let's talk about it. But sure. before we get to that, okay. so you're one of the two owners of Looking Glass XR. Looking Glass XR, yes. And we're going to talk about that. Yes. That's going to probably be question number like four. But the first question that everyone knows and loves where are you from and how long have you been here? Actually, I'm from Winston-Salem. Okay. So I've been here since 1970. Now, again, I have to defend that because if I talk to someone who actually was born in Forsyth County in Winston, mm -hmm. they say I'm not from here. But I was moved down here with my dad. My dad got transferred from, with Westinghouse right. from um, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And I was four years old. Right. And went to elementary school, kindergarten, middle school, and high school, of course. And I left for about a year and came back, and mm -hmm. I settled here, have a family. I love Winston-Salem, just love it. Okay. Now, interestingly, this is the other reason why I do this, is I did not know that. Were you born in, in Philadelphia? Yeah. So, um, okay, so we were in Philadelphia at the same time. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because I was there from four to, like, six or so. Yeah, I was born. And you're a year older than yeah, me. Yeah, I was born at the end of 66 uh, in okay. December. right. And my dad was transferred down here in the fall of um, 1970. Him okay. and 12 other families got transferred down here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think we, we I think there's a possibility we have some overlapping. So we'll talk about that. All right. So, what's your favorite place to eat, John McBride? I was thinking about that. All right. Yeah. You said you, you know. didn't remember the questions, and then he's <laughs> thinking about it. Okay. Um. You can my favorite food is chicken wings. Okay. I love them. So who's the best chicken wings in town? Hands down, consistent, good flavor, good variety, East Coast wings. Okay. East Coast wings, hands down. But then there's a new person in town that's competing against my love, Kickback Jacks. Okay. They have a grilled um, uh, sweet Thai chili mm -hmm. chicken wing. It's like, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So, so, so I, I can tell you right now that Stabler is an East Coast wings model. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. like in the calendar? Like, uh, I don't know. Is, is, is he a month? So, so the owners live on our street, so oh, really? we, we, yeah. we know I them. Love, but, but, but Stabler got in, what did you do? You got invited down there to, yeah, for, for a photo shoot or something. So he's, Well, they, they have such a great um, yeah. reward program. The Ballas is a great family. So, oh, the, the reward I'm, program. I'm a, okay, so I'm going to buy a franchise with their reward program. Well, hold on. I built mine up at $5 a week. I would go there every Friday for like three years. Mm -hmm. I built it up to $265. Right. Which is a lot, I mean, right. if you do, do the math. And on my 50th birthday party, which which you, you came to, right. my wife goes, what, t what type of food do you want to serve? 
I go, chicken wings. Right. And she goes, I'm not serving chicken wings. I go, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And we did. Yeah. And we got them all with that yep. 200. I think my, uh, I had to pay, it went over a little bit. Right. I paid like $2.73. Yeah, the it tax. Was awesome. It was, it was tax. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It so awesome. that's, no, great reward program. <laughs> Ballast is a great family. They, they obviously, as we were saying, live near yeah. us. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I like East Coast too. Yeah. I think they're good. Love them. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's your thing, favorite thing to do? And this can be pre-COVID too as well, John. Uh, you know, I think we might have talked about this. My, um, t t just me, I like um, road biking. Okay. I like, uh, I go out to Louisville. I've been doing it. Um, you know, of course, every kid rides a bike. But when I was in high school, crazy. When, when I was in high school, uh, my family had too much activity on their uh, driver's license speeding tickets. And the youngest guy of the family had to turn in their driver's license. So my sophomore year, I rode seven miles, well, 14 total, seven miles to school and back every day for that whole year and took up cycling. Serious, I, I got, you know, passionate about it to the point. Folks, I just want to tell you now, <laughs> hold on to yourself throughout this entire video. Strap yourself down to a chair. You're going to hear stuff come out of this man's mouth you can't even believe. So go ahead, to the point that in 89, I rode my bike, my bicycle, not, not, not a motorcycle, from um, the Putt-Putt on Stratford Road, which is now Adventure Landing, right. to Las Vegas, Nevada, yeah. in 19 days. Yeah, I told, I told Stabler, I said, yeah, tell him how many miles you did, because I knew <laughs> that this was going to come up. So you, you rode your bike to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, why? Uh, well, you know... I was kind of depressed. My first business when I left, mm -hmm. went down to Florida, opened a frozen yogurt store, and it right. failed miserably. I came back here. You know, I was kind of under the gun. What the hell am, am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Thinking about finally going on to college. I didn't go right out. And so, um, but I really always wanted to own my, my own business. I was depressed. Didn't really have a lot to do. And um, I gained a lot of weight in that depression. I ballooned up to uh, 230 pounds, and at that time, that was 40 pounds heavier than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And 1988 was ending, and I wanted to do something, and I watched a movie, the Terry Fox story, where the guy runs across uh, Canada, it was on HBO, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm riding my bike across the, the US. Mm -hmm. Started training January 1st of 1989, mm -hmm. And my goal wasn't Las Vegas at first. It was to um, attempt to break the uh, world record of 24-hour cycling around a circular track. Mm -hmm. I was going to do it at Bowman Gray Stadium. Mm -hmm. And what happened, they added two more races to their thing, and they couldn't um, gift me the uh, track that weekend. So right. I was like, well, where else can I go? Right. I was going to do Wake Forest. They just added the speed bumps in, so I couldn't do it there. And so what happens is um, I set my sights on Las Vegas. You took a gamble. I took a gamble. I took yeah. a gamble. So you, you, you... I raised money for Jerry Lewis's That's chance. what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. Right, so. I raised $5,800, and mm -hmm. I wasn't on the main telethon. They knew that I was there. They got me on the local uh, telethon. If you raise less than $50,000, you didn't go. You had right. to be either really, really special or you had to right. raise a ton of money to be on the main one. Mm -hmm. So um, this is what I'm talking about. So with college, 
in high school, one of the things was, is, you know, we both went to McGinnis. You, you got that time in front of your, uh, your guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you went down to the guidance counselor, you know, McBride. So, you know, thanks because you were, what, a McBride. So Tony was next, McCabe, yeah, McCabe. then McMonagle. Yeah. So I was three behind you, fortunately. So at least probably McCabe's the one that got the worst of this. But you told the guidance counselor what when she said, where are you going to college? So, yeah, so you, you get that one-on-one, -on -one, and they were hands-on. And so they were very excited to help every student, like, like what is their path? So they bring up what college, first, what do you want to do? And I went, I don't know. That's all right. That's all right. But it's where do you want to go? And I go, nowhere. And they're like, no, no, no. I know you probably think you didn't get a good enough grade scores, but yeah. we can help you with all that and write some letters mm -hmm. and get some. And I went, no, no, you don't understand. Study from the SAT. I have, I'm not going anywhere. Right. And she was like, well, we're going to have to call your parents. I go, well, it's just my mom. Mm -hmm. My dad pa uh, pa passed away. And she knows already. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to waste her money. I'm and your sister was already gone through, so they well, knew. Well, my sisters had, yes. Right, yeah, and so they knew what they were dealing with uh -huh. when they got into the McBride oh, clan yes. here. So, all right, so go ahead. So, yeah, so she, she gave me a really hard time to go, listen, I'm going to be all right. Promise me. Mm -hmm. I, I promise you that I will be all right. I will figure it out. I'm not going to be sleeping on the couch. I'm not going to be lazy. I want to go out there and do something, but I'm going to find something that, that I want to do, and I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And I've already talked to my mom about it, and in a certain amount of time, if I can't find that, then my plan B will be go to community college or go to college. Right. And that's when uh, about five months later, right after graduation, frozen yogurt was really, really hot. Mm -hmm. Thought I knew what I was doing, so I bought some frozen yogurt machines and went down to Florida and opened a shop on Clearwater Beach, Florida. All right. And what happened? Well, I, I told you I thought I knew what I was doing. Right, yeah. I did. Okay. All right, yeah. I probably knew like 10%. All right. And about a month after, when you own a retail store, you're there, unless you've already, you're Chick-fil-A, you're there seven days a week, especially in the very, very beginning. And after 30 days, I didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> I hated the place. I was climbing the walls. Right. Like my hours when I first opened was 10 to 8. And they were awesome. And then they were 11 to 8. Then they were noon to 8, except on Saturday. Right. And then that 8 started getting kicked, uh, kicked back. I just gave up. Right. I gave up to the point nine months later, I was two months behind on my rent. Um, and if you're on any beach in Florida, just like in Myrtle Beach, your business has a season. Right. And I didn't weather the storm. Right. So when I was behind and that seasonal, when winter came, right. that following, it, it was horrible. Right. And I had to get out of there. And I sold the equipment. I came back up here with a little bit of money, gave it back to my mom. Right. And I started delivering pizzas. Right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Waiting you, tables and Yeah, but pizzas. you delivered, like, I mean, I think you were their only driver. Well, it was <laughs> yeah. Domino's, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Pizza Express. It's Pizza Express. That's right. Okay. But, I mean, you. I think you were their only driver. Um, cause it you, felt like it. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, that's actually how I gained all the weight. It's so I work there right. every day because I, I like all everyone that I knew from high school is gone. Plus, I didn't want to call them because I had nothing great to share. Right? Like, who, who, who wants to share? I'm a loser. Yeah. So you weren't a loser. Um, I worked from 
10 a.m. in the morning, and right. they closed at 2 a.m., and I worked every day for months at a time. And breakfast, pizza, mm -hmm. lunch, a sub, a dinner, chicken wings, and a pizza. pizza. <laughs> and a pizza. <laughs> and that's it. So, so I went from a 175-pound frame to 230. So the one thing that I feel lucky about is, is I saw when you – I was with you when you were ignited in your passion – of computers. Yes. Yeah. Come I'm not going to say anything that happened in our intro to computers classroom because I've, I I hope the statutes of, of limitations, limitations has yeah. has run out on that. But no, I mean you loved computers. We all had Commodore 64s. We we're playing video games. We were you know you know run this and start and all that kind of things and it's like putting your name up on the screen and we were coding and all that stuff and I mean it was just such a fun time is that when it started for you with all things of the computer and, and yeah. John's done a lot of things in the computer world like you're gonna hear about all that too but I mean this is that when it started um, a little bit before that, so before the Commodore, before, you know, most schools, if they were public school, got an Apple IIc. Right. And our school, for some reason, when it opened its lab, um, got Commodores. And they were cheap. Yeah. So the unit before that that launched that line um, was the VIC-20. Right. The Commodore VIC-20. My mom bought me that two Christmas before, three, so I guess like seventh, um, seventh grade, and right. I just I just coded away. Right. And I, I loved it. So the first day of computer class and Mr. Corrigan, Coach, uh, Coach Corrigan was our teacher, I already knew like more than him. Right. Like he would make say something, I would go, that's not actually right. And who <laughs> knew that a magnet would make the <laughs> monitors bend permanently? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that may have been those CRT screens yeah. were not reliable. Not, not very reliable. They also no. get, they get this big uh, you know spot in the middle of them. So yeah, so you know that was mine. I, I thought I, I thought it was um, amazing. I I wish I could have done more. Mm -hmm. I wish I wasn't as much of of a cut up as as I won that. As, as I was then, I wish I was a little more focused because mm -hmm. I definitely would have saw more kind of angles of how to capitalize on that. Well, uh, you know, uh, jokingly, I would say you're an idea man, you yeah. know, because you always have crazy ideas, but, but you, do, you do follow through on those ideas. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so um, Commodore 64s became, you know, after delivering pizzas. When did you start selling computers so that was, I uh, found it all in one, that was about nine, 99 or 2000. Right. So yeah, it was a... So um, you'd go and you'd buy, you were able to find computers, you'd buy them and, and you had different people that, you know, it's like, hey, if you'll loan me some money, I'll do this. And then you, mm -hmm. and then you, you know, you'd go pay, sell them and then pay mm -hmm. them back because everything was all encompassed. It was almost like the first... Uh, it wasn't all a, in one. All in one, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I uh, found a company in Japan, uh, Clevo, and they are an OEM, meaning mm -hmm. they make like white label pr products. Right. I found an importer that would import them in at 25 to 50 units at a time. Right. And all I needed was knowing that they were coming in right. uh, orders. So I started selling them. They were perfect for um, a bank right. uh, because instead of having the tower below in the in on like attorneys' the offices, floor, everything like that, yep. it all fit right there, and it actually could swivel the whole right. the, the whole base. So they were a little more expensive than what Dell was selling, mm -hmm. but uh, the benefits on it right. were uh, amazing. And we wind up selling 
um, about 600 of them, which is a lot. Right. You know, it wasn't thousands. Uh, I wound up selling the company to a gentleman in Greensboro mm -hmm. and getting out everything that I put into it and then, and, and then some. I right. kind of saw the writing on the wall where laptops were going to take over. Right. And I just wanted to, to get out. I found a buyer and, and I sold them. So, all right, so is that what came after... The pizza delivery is is doing the computers like that. Well, no. So after the pizza delivery, and I got back from Vegas, it was now at the end of '89. Uh, it was '90. Mm -hmm. That whole time that I was playing, if I had some time off and I wasn't eating, uh, I played Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And now that I was back, I was down. Uh, you know, I I wanted to do something else. Thinking about going to High Point College or something. Right. So I wind up just looking a little deeper, and what I did on like my time off was I played video games. Right. Sega Genesis came out in 89. Nintendo was getting ready to update the NES to the Super Nintendo. And I realized there needs to be an, a place where you can go, and it wasn't Babbage's, it wasn't Solver, et cetera, it wasn't Toys R Us or Blockbuster, a place where you could go and all they had was video games. Kind of like a player's choice. Yeah, almost a yeah. player's choice. All right, take a break on this. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I want to show you the outside of Looking Glass XR, and uh, then uh, we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more with John and hear more about player's choice and where that went to. So, John, uh, we, we, you know, we're here in your studio, which, you know, the thing that I know you're looking forward to the most is you've already tried to get me to do this one other time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it this time. Okay. Um, and that is the plank, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, you can laugh at me. But uh, so you're located on Trade Street. I mean, like there's sweet potatoes across the street. And Finnegan's Wake. Finnegan right Wake's now. right up here. Mm -hmm. um, I know during some of the uh, events and things that you're open and people can come in and stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with COVID right now, you're not doing the the playroom like you were. Yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, I want to talk more about this, but we were talking about uh, Player's Choice. And so you got up to how many stores with Player's Choice? I got up to seven stores. Right. They were retail stores in strip centers. And I had two in Charlotte, one in Greensboro, one in High Point, one in Clemens, one on Cloverdale Avenue, and one on Robin Hood Road right. in Winston. Yeah. And in the years that I maxed it out there, about that time, that's when Babbage and Software Center filed for bankruptcy, right? and the founder uh, of Barnes & Nobles bought them out of bank bankruptcy and rebranded them GameStop. Right. And GameStop was hyper-focused. I heard something about GameStop recently. I don't yes. know what it is. I guess they've been in the news. I don't know. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. they have. So right. they kind of took over. Right. He now had, um, you know... More than one location. Yes. More than seven. Yeah. Yeah. More than seven. Much more than seven. Yeah. And the years... After that, he grew it by merging with um, EB Games. Right. And before you know it, they had thousands of stores, not just here in the U.S., but overseas. Okay. And they went after companies like me. If they went into a city, found out there were already, people were already familiar with that type of uh, store. Right. They would um, circle that store. They would. They would. They had already saturated the mall market. Right. So now they were going for the strip center where most mom and pop places right. were. And they just they just shut them down, just like what Blockbuster did to Action Video right. and a few other familiar places. Right. 
So um, they I started to whittle down. I went to six stores, went to five, uh, sold some, closed some, opened up some, some others. But that was very, very good to me. Um, and I closed down my last one, the beginning, right before the pandemic hit, um, after 29 years. And that was, uh, what was, what was the name of that one? That was, I, ch I changed the, the name. name, right? Yeah. I changed the name from player's choice. Right. That was the original. And I changed it to game on game on. That was it. Yeah. And that was over there. And I did Pulse. it because I couldn't afford the sign. Right. So the sign I was making player's choice was going to, the, the yep. font was either going to be too, too small. Right. And so I was like. Maybe and I did. So there's a reason sports. why FedEx is no longer is no longer <laughs> yeah. Federal well, Express. Well, Dunkin' right, yeah. Donuts is yeah. now just called Dunkin'. Yeah. But uh, I would actually get this is a funny story. So played against sports. Right. I would have people come in the store and go, and they'd be carrying in tow like a hockey stick or a baseball right. and go. You guys buy a sporting goods? Yeah. Like, no, no, that's played against sports. Yeah. Damn. You know, and leave and. Through before you would ask Siri, hey, give me the phone number. You would call someone, you know, and say, hey, Winston Salem, the number right. for played against sports. They would screw up and send them to us, forward them to us. We're like, no, that's, and we'd have the number posted right, right there on the uh, on the monitor. By the well, way, thanks for making my phone buzz <laughs> in my pocket when you said, hey, something. Don't you say it again? Yeah. So uh, I go in to play against sports after a year of doing that, and I'm behind the counter. They get a phone call. I'm still open. Right. I'm still under player's choice. And I'm there. I'm checking out. And the guy goes, no, ma'am, that's player's choice. They do the video games. We do sporting equipment. Right. Hangs up the phone. I go, you, you get those phone calls all the time. I go, we do, too. I'm player's choice. Oh, yeah. And it was a, a, a kindred moment. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I, I wind up. I saw the writing on, on the wall, just like books, music. And, and everything else, it's going digital. So KNS News. About five years, mm -hmm. yeah. About five years before I nailed the coffin on it, I was looking for something else. I was too young to retire, and I actually couldn't retire. Right. So um, I started looking like, what's next? Like, like, what's the next big thing? And it didn't just stumble. It took a couple of years, but one day um, on the internet and Kickstarter, and a gentleman by the name of Palmer Lucky wants to bring virtual reality to the masses. Okay. And he has a Kickstarter campaign. He's trying to raise $250,000. And a Kickstarter campaign is 30 days long. Right. He launches it. I buy one. They're 350 bucks. And these things are not even made. He right. just has a, a, a prototype. He hits a million dollars in three days. Right. He winds up finishing out at 2.4 You might million. have something there. Yeah. yeah. So um, I get into that, I buy the second version, and about two and a half years after he launches that, Facebook comes in and buys his company without a commercial product for $2.7 billion. Now, he has no product, even though I bought a product, it's a prototype. Right. So it's something you, a normal person, you can't go to Best Buy, you can't get it on Amazon. Right. And so they, they see something. The only reason it went that high is Google wanted a piece of it too. Right. Because that was when of, that was uh, the Google's got the a cardboard. Well, yeah. So right. Google kind of made a joke out of it. Right. And made a cardboard where you put your phone in, and it was actually a joke. Right. And on one of their, their developer days, they're like, everyone here gets a VR headset, and they were like, what? No way! Come out with car cardboard. They said, and anyone at home streaming it, watching it, just go to this website and request one. 
right. five million people requested, and Google went, dang it. <laughs> and they made the design for it open source, so right. anyone could actually print it out or make uh, others. But I got into it um, after the second prototype came out, I bought it, and I was running the store one day, my future partner comes walking in, and he goes, I hear you have the Oculus DK2 development kit too. Mm -hmm. So I go, yeah, it's right over there. He tried it out. Him and I decided you know, to keep talking about it. And one day we fell into uh, forming a new company in 2015, mm -hmm. uh, Looking Glass Services. Mm -hmm. And we were going to offer um, virtual. We, we actually didn't know what. We just wanted to get the company open. Right. So we started the company without a product, a, a service. That and did good for the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we started off uh, that company in 2015, and um, my, my game store is gone. Right. The transition was, was really smooth. And, uh, and Jacqueline's happy. Yes. Yeah. Well, she thought I was crazy. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah, well, because, I mean, the reason why you left the yogurt store is the same reason why you were in... Um, your store for all those years. I mean, mm -hmm. you worked all the time. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, if I wanted to talk vacations. to you, I didn't, I didn't call you. I just, I knew where you were going to be. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, um, but it's not virtual reality. No. So it's, so what is, okay. So why are we now looking glass and I'm looking around the room yeah, yeah. and everybody's like, what are you just pointing at? Looking glass XR. XR. So when VR kind of took off again, Mm -hmm. and started getting a lot of uh, attention. It also kind of had, it cross-pollinates with augmented reality, which is virtual reality is that you put a headset on, it blocks out everything around you. So now you're in a self-contained, generated space that really doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Augmented reality does slightly different. It allows a pass-through where there's actually um, uh, almost like a ski goggles. You still see the real world. Right but it overlays the real world with digital 3D objects. Okay. So, and then there's mixed reality where they take the VR world and the AR world and they're interacting with, with that. So AR, VR, yeah, and MR. MR. Okay. MR. So, Be nice if you get them all together. Exactly, yeah. and so, so uh, too many uh, people who were going too many around R's. the conference. Yeah, too many R's. Yeah, yeah. They basically, the some, some guy Bowl. one day said XR. Right. And they're like, well, what does that stand for? All of them. Mm -hmm. It's extended reality. They're all extending what we perceive as reality in, in a new way. Okay. So we changed our name to Looking Glass XR uh, about two years ago. Right. So, uh, and it was, it was before it got coined. So right. I, it, it was a huge, <laughs> it was a huge, because it could have been SR. Right. Like, what's that? It was a risk. Reality? Yeah, right, yeah. So. SXR. Uh, yeah, Super yeah. extended reality. <laughs> So, all right, I mean, tell people, I mean, because really you're two companies in a sense. All right, so I don't, I don't want to say this is a front, but I mean, honestly, this is just for fun. Well, Some of okay, this, so okay, and what I mean by that is if I come in here and I want to play and do something cute on that, that's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the real thing is, is let's, can we talk about can we talk about like your projects down in Ashboro? Can you explain what you did there? Is that okay? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll yeah. explain. What, so we were transitioning out of doing a meetup group where we would invite people um, one day a month. Right. It was a Thursday, the third Thursday of every month, unless it was December or right. or uh, no, November. 
and people would drive from all over. We, we actually would rent a space, right. and we have pizza beer, and they'd come, and we'd show people. We were trying to introduce people to educate them to see where this market is going. So like what you did with me where you had me buy the, the Oculus, that was just an introduction to what yeah, that was. Yeah, okay. um, because, because every time I, I take it, and my analogy is this goes under the video game space, is when I got introduced to my idea to start that business, the NES and the Genesis was out. Mm -hmm. well, well, well now we're to the PS5, right. <laughs> the PlayStation 5. And the graphic fidelity of those experiences are exponential. Right. I remember my son, who's 18, I showed him the Atari 2600. And after five minutes of him playing it, goes, how long did you play this? Hours. All day. And they were like, Pong. Why? Like, why? Pong. Yeah. So I saw that as like, if the video game in in industry, now it took 30 years for that type uh, right. to happen. This was exponential because everything they've done on mobile, graphic cards. So I saw a five-year kind of kind of directory right. yet we're sitting with what you experience that's the NES right we're we're two years away from a PlayStation 5 right and you know the market is is, is going to be huge oh the, the the difference between the Oculus Quest 2 and, and the, the Go. Oculus Go yeah. is like a moped and a Ferrari yes absolutely yes. Mm -hmm. yeah so um and the gap between those is only three years right the next three years is going to be and, and what's going to add to that is everyone 5G. So everyone should have a 4G phone. Right. Okay, so that maxes out at 10 megabits a second of, of data pipe. You right. Know, coming back and forth. And you can stream video, watch Netflix, play games. 5G ultra band, which is the true, not all this 5G is true 5, uh, 5G. It can go all the way up to... 1.2 to 1.5 gigabits, basically a almost a thousand times faster. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It means that on on the backbone of that bandwidth, you're going to have everything from your car connected to everything, and they'll bring to it an edge computing platform, meaning that you won't have to buy a new graphics card. Mm -hmm. The graphics are going to be rendered at a server farm right. where it could be anywhere, and that and that latency that that gigabit connection is going to stream just like Netflix with computer graphics okay. to the device. Okay. All right. Meaning that you Thanks go, for making it understandable to me there at the and, end. And meaning that you won't have, oh, I, I have to get the latest version. No, right. that's just a screen now. Okay. If right. you want to get a, a latest version, there might be a little bit of benefit. So why buy QuickBooks on the computer yeah. when you just stream it online? So it's yeah. almost like taking an NES and adding that type of technology to it right. and streaming PS5 graphics to an, 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 an NES. You don't have to buy. The hardware is going to be a thing of the past. You're going to buy it as a service. Okay. So the PlayStation 6, mm -hmm. it won't be a piece of hardware. It might be a box, right. but it might be already embedded inside your television. Okay. It might be, it might be an app on like your phone. The PlayStation Five. That was what be, blew me away with the Quest is is like if you want to do anything, you just do it on the app on your phone, and it's automatic. Kind of. So we got sick and tired of having the the monthly thing. Right. We really wanted a billboard because now we were a business. We were doing applications for companies, mm -hmm. and what we did, we wanted to find a location that could be really a billboard mm -hmm. where people and Trade Street, as you know, Winston Salem has reinvented itself in, right. a, in, in a very huge and positive way. And we picked Trade Street as, as that, because millennials are going right. up and down. I don't know, you know if 
my, my wife was early, early on working with uh, Lions Gray mm -hmm. um, when all this kind of started. And everyone, he was crazy. Mm -hmm. And he proved them wrong, even though he left before it really kind of took off. When you look at what's happening down there at Innovation Corridor uh, and all the apartments, um, Winston, even with COVID, is heading in the right direction. How is this speed bump going to either accelerate it or, or be, uh, because there's a lot of real estate there that mm -hmm. they've kind of cleaned up, that the sky is, is like the limit. Right. Um, and there's so much opportunity, especially the billions of dollars they just spent <laughs> redoing the uh, 40. Right. It looks gorgeous. I mean, right. when you drive up that part of 40 now, you don't think that you're in Winston. No, and the and the and the neon is you know what is it the LED light underneath? Yeah, yeah you know, awesome. I mean, they brought, and it's just not they. I mean, I'm not talking about the city. Everyone's back to yeah. you know. I mean, it, in in another ten ten years, it will not be oh tobacco. It, that's that's long gone. Right. And I think nothing but great stuff right. is going to happen. And that's why there's some people that ask, well, why don't you go to Charlotte? I mean, this stuff would be more accepted in Charlotte. And go a bigger city or even out west. Well, I, I love Winston. Right. I have a family. I, I don't want to move. Right. And why should Winston suffer? Shouldn't be. This is me and being a geek and geeking out. This is the next computing platform. This is as powerful as the person, as the Right. Or even the internet. All right. John, what do you want to be remembered for? <clears throat> God, I could get cheesy and go, a, a good husband and a good dad. Yeah, well, I mean, you're already both of those. Mm -hmm. So you got great kids, and you know you outpunted your coverage on your wife. <laughs> I did. As, as I did. <laughs> I but, uh, yeah, no, I, I just think, you know, as even when Stabler came in here with me, I didn't even know this place was here. Yeah. Um, it's... You know, there are so many businesses in and around Winston-Salem that cover some niche. Or yeah. should, um, you know, I'm just fortunate for all these years yeah. to know that it's here. You know, I mean, I'm in my second Oculus now, and um, they're, it's, it's just amazing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the ground so that I know not to walk in like my bed or the, uh, or the wall or something yeah, we, like that. Yeah, we send, it's so funny. I, I talk to people, and people LinkedIn because of my Hey, you know, and so I'll either strike up a conversation or not. This guy, this other, he's out of Philly, and we had such a great kind of conversation, and he's in the cybersecurity world, mm -hmm. and that, it, this could help them in, in huge, huge ways, and just talking to him, he's like, I go, well, you're so interested in what I do, what headset do you have? Oh, I don't have one. Have you ever been in one? No. I shipped him one out today. Right. Not a loaner. And he goes, you're going to send me one? I go, well, I want this conversation to go somewhere. Right. You need to be on the same page as me. Right. That's what I about you. Even though I think first, it was a good experience um, for you to level up to go to, to the next one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's big. It's meaning that you, you've taken the bait. But Yeah, and I, I've got, you know, I've only got like about a week. I need to learn what games I'm supposed to be getting because that's that's more what it's about is uh, you know besides the other fun stuff I mean my my thing is is you know besides my daughter my wife you, you sometimes you got to have a, an opportunity to do something that you're not you know I don't well the the number one yeah. game on it that everyone Beat Saber 
Okay, Beat Saber. Yeah, you gotta get that. And if you want to shoot some zombies, yeah. Arizona Sunshine. All right, so we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so folks, you need to check this out right here. LookingGlassXR.com. That's LookingGlassXR.com. Make sure that you say uh, hello to my friend John McBride. Um, you know Jeff Smith, of course. Mm -hmm. Smitty is a sponsor of this. We, we try to plug his place, so you know, go to smittysnotes.com. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Camel City Chat. Please like, subscribe, click the alert button, whatever I'm supposed to say on YouTube. We also put it on Apple. But a lot of times they go, click the... the <laughs> Somewhere in here, Stabler put in me trying to walk on a plank, the plank. with my fear of heights. So you all take care. We'll be back next week. jumped off just to see what happens? Oh yeah. What happens? You fall. No, 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 I don't.